You're listening to the Rainmaking Podcast. Hosted by high-stakes headhunter, author, and professional speaker, Scott Love. You're listening to the Rainmaking Podcast, and my name is Scott Love. Thanks for joining me on the show. This is going to be an exciting show that I think is going to be impactful to you. Think of breaking through those limiting beliefs that you have that keep you from reaching your full potential. If you're a high-performing rainmaker, you know that you're under a lot of stress and you have to perform at a peak level all the time, not just when you feel like it. Well, our guest today is Dom Bertoncini, and he's a professional hypnotist. In fact, his story is amazing and compelling in itself, but what he's going to bring to you are ideas that can help you push through and reach your full potential. And that's something that means a lot to me personally in my work as a recruiter and also in my work in terms of helping recruiters reach their full potential. Our topic title today is Money Magnetism, Removing Limiting Beliefs. Bring your tray tables and seat backs up to their full upright and locked positions, ladies and gentlemen, because this is going to be an exciting ride and I know you're going to want to get more. So when you're done with the show, make sure you check out all the social media links that we have on how you can reach Dom. Check out his YouTube channel. It's fantastic. It's, it's really interesting. Anyways, I hope you enjoy the show. I hope you get some good value out of this. As always, our show is sponsored by Leopard Solutions, Legal Intelligence, Suite of Products, Firmscape, and Leopard BI. Push ahead of the pack with the power of Leopard. And now here's my conversation with Dom Bertoncini. Thanks for listening. Hey, this is Scott Love with the Rainmaking Podcast. I've got Dom Bertoncini with me on the line today. Dom the Hypnotist. And we're talking about money magnetism, removing limiting beliefs. Dom, thanks for joining me on the show today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to speak to your audience because I know they're going to get a ton of value out of what we're going to go over today. And so I'm really excited to jump into this topic. It's my favorite topic of all. Yeah, yeah. This will be interesting. And what I always say that the business of selling or being a rainmaker, whatever you're selling, is similar to golf. And I think golf is 90% mental and the other 10% is mental. It's all in your head. Right. And, and so and so let me ask you this. I'm just kind of curious about your background. Usually I go right into the topic, but you've got an interesting background. Tell me about your journey. How did you get to what you're doing now as a hypnotist? And then we'll kind of get into, into the topic a little bit more. Yeah. So, you know, like many other people, I was in a career that paid well, but I just hated it. <laughs> you know, when I was, uh, when I was 18, I started selling life insurance and for the first five years or so. I was really gung ho and I was excited about it. And then I started to fizzle out and I tried some other things in between there and they just didn't pan out the way that I, I wanted. And so I got back into doing life insurance because even though I didn't really like it, I was a top producer. And so I got back into it and, you know, I would just, I did it for the money that that was my main motivation. And I would drive around, you know, almost every day. And I would just think to myself, God, there's gotta be something else out there. Like, <laughs> I'm so tired of this. I don't want to do this anymore. You know, driving all over the world and traveling and, you know, and, and I would, I would ponder that all the time. And then in the Christmas of 2018, my mom surprised me on Christmas with a introductory to hypnosis mm-hmm. as a Christmas gift. So, you know, I, I'd always been into hypnosis and NLP and things like that, but you know, I didn't realize that you could go to a, a weekend course and you could learn it. Hmm. So 
I went to the course March of 2019 and I had zero expectation that I was going to do this for a living. So I wasn't like, Hey, I'm going to go be a hypnotist. I was just like, Hey, I'm going to go and maybe learn a cool party trick or something. I don't know. Clear out some blocks that I have, I guess. (laughs) So I went to the course and in that two and a half days, I changed so much as a person. Like I could feel the difference within myself. And on that Monday, when I got out, I said, you know, this is the thing that I, when I would drive around in my car and think, what is that next thing? It was like, this is what I've been looking for. And I just said, you know what? This is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Wow. Wow. It's fine and dandy, right? You're all motivated and gung ho. Now we got to figure out like, how are we going to actually do something with this? Mm -hmm. So I initially made a a goal that six months or sooner, I would transition full-time from doing insurance to doing hypnosis. And within the first two weeks I went out, I worked with over a hundred people for free. It was basically just practice for me. Right. Right. Cause I had no belief that I could even charge a dollar. So I just did a bunch of free sessions and two weeks to the day I woke up on that Monday. I had 10 appointments to go sell insurance, which is a really good day. And I just could not physically get my body to go to work. I was just, I was just done. So I messaged my assistant and I said, Hey, call everybody and tell them I'm not coming in today. And I said, that's it. I'm never selling another insurance policy ever again in my life. And, um, after that, I got a couple, a series of a couple, a couple lucky events, you know, maybe six to eight weeks after this, I no, it was actually shorter. It might've been three to four, four, four weeks, maybe. So I do jujitsu. And I live in Las Vegas, which is the fight capital of the world. So a lot of the guys that train in my gym are in the UFC. So I went to the UFC Performance Institute just by chance. One day, my buddy invited me. We met our our other friend there and we were walking around with him and we ran into one of his old training partners. And my, the guy I was with was like, yeah, this is Dom the hypnotist, da, da, da. And the guy's like, oh, you do hypnosis? Oh man, I got a fight coming up next week. Let's, let's work together. So I worked with him. And he went out the next week. And this is the biggest card of the year at the time. It was a pay-per-view card. It was Israel Adesanya versus Kelvin Gastelum for the UFC fans out there. And the guy I worked with, his name's Cleo Roundtree. He went out and had his best performance he's ever had in his career. And it was funny because as I was watching this, you know, Joe Rogan and Daniel Cormier are like, oh my God, this is the best Cleo Roundtree we've ever seen. It's like he got over a mental block. And I'm like, oh my God. That was because of the work that we did, right? <laughs> that was me. That's so, what you yeah, said, I was like, right? That was me. Hold, this is so weird because I would listen to these guys and I never saw myself like yeah, even yeah. mentioned around these people. So he just destroyed his opponent. It was really, really bad. It was like 30, 26, which is terrible for the other person. Well, then Joe Rogan had him on his podcast like two or three weeks later. And he mentioned, he's like, yeah, he's, he's like, man, so what did you do? You just look different. You know, something was different. He goes, I work with this hypnotist out in Vegas named Dom. And, you know, they talked about it for 10, 15 minutes. And then after that, it's like, boom, it just put me, mind you, six, seven, eight weeks before that I was selling insurance. And now it's like, I just like quantum leaped into this whole different reality. And the funny thing was the guy that he beat up really bad was listening to that podcast. And he heard him talk about the hypnotist thing. So he got in contact with my training partner. He's like, yo, I need to get this guy's number. So I ended up working with him. Now this guy was on a three fight losing streak. He just got destroyed and he had a fight coming up. So if he loses this next fight, 
That's it. His career in the UFC is done. Wow. So we worked together. He went out, he knocked out his opponent in a minute and 19 seconds, saved his job, won a $50,000 bonus. And then after that, like even more, I got, I ended up working with more UFC clients and it turned to NFL clients and it turned to Olympic clients and wow. all these other people. And now here we are four years later, there's uh, you and I were talking, there's, you know, 17 other people that are on my team and it's been a fun journey. So that's, that's how great. I got into it. Well, I appreciate you sharing that, Dom, because that kind of tells me a lot that you've actually done something. It's not theory, it's fact. And I wanted to kind of go through some of the things that you mentioned. But I think that uh, I've seen this from my work in moving lawyers from one firm to another is that the top rainmakers, there's something about them. I think emotionally, uh, they're self-aware. I think their mindset is a little bit different than people that just aren't doing what they could be doing. Mm -hmm. I also do a lot of group coaching with recruiters and I've done, I see the same thing that it's a mental issue. Uh, so let me ask you this. If we look at rainmaking business development, people that are professionals and they're selling their services, it's a professional sport. What do you think are some of the top variables in their sport that they need to keep front and center in their mind. You know, what have you yeah. seen from your work with other athletes? What are the parallels that can help people really overcome those limiting beliefs that they have, Dom? I love this question. And I'll tell you, this is the foundation for the work that we do. Mm -hmm. So in other words, if people can't grasp this concept, nothing will work. So this is like, you must understand this. And that is what we call cause and effect. Okay. So yeah. in life, we're either at cause we take responsibility for everything we create. And when I say everything, I literally mean everything. When we're at the effect, it's always somebody else's fault or some, right. it's the government's fault. It's his right. fault. It's, the it's government. my boss's fault, right? <laughs> right, so, right. My parents, my whatever. parents, whatever. <laughs> so in, in insurance, they use the, the new insurance agent. It's the leads, it's the area, you know, they <laughs> always find an excuse. But, um, you know, when we're at the effect, we're giving away our power to this other whatever person, entity, whatever. So when we take, and this is so key and it's so subtle. So sometimes it's very big, right? Like it's the leads, it's the area, whatever. Sometimes it's very subtle. I'll give you an example. I had a client one day, I was explaining to her cause and effect because she was talking about how her ex-husband manipulated her all the time. And the reason why my life is going the way it's going is because of him. And he manipulates me. He's just such a good manipulator. So obviously she's at the effect. She's blaming her ex-husband why her life is the way it is. Yeah. So I stopped her and I said, okay, is it that he's a good manipulator or are you just easily manipulated, right? Because one is it's his fault. There's nothing I can do. The other one is I'm allowing this to happen. I'm allowing myself to be manipulated by this other person. Now, once she stopped, boom, the manipulation stopped. So how this plays into athletes, business owners, et cetera, People will find, hey, you know, I was doing this mastermind the other day and this gentleman was like, my, my boss, he's just, he's just so hard to communicate with. He just, you know, he's just one of those guys. You just can't get through to him and blah, blah, blah. And I asked him, I said, Hey man, can I ask you a question? And he said, I said, please don't take offense to this. And I said, but is it that your boss is hard to communicate with, or have you not figured out how to communicate with your boss? Cause there's a difference, right? One is he's blaming his boss as to why he can't get his message through. The other one is. I need to rewrite my message. I need to frame it in a way to where it will get through even to the quote unquote hardest people to, to get it through to. So that's what I find is it, we call it radical responsibility. 
Okay. If anybody's ever heard of um, Jocko Willink, he would call it extreme ownership. Yeah. So when I say everything, I literally mean everything. Everything in your life, you must take responsibility for the results that you're getting. Oh, I would I say that. that's that's yeah. that's a huge separator between top performers and average people for sure. That's interesting. How have you helped people get over this? Is that something that you can help people with or they either have that understanding or they don't? Yeah, it's all about how you explain it. So basically what it really is, is victim mindset. That's what it really is. It's people saying, I'm a victim. My life is this way because of the way I look, because of my gender, because of my whatever, or it's my life is this way, whatever. It's, It's just victim mentality. Now, the problem is you can't tell people you're a victim. Because they're immediately are going to just say, no, I'm not, you know, it's their fault. So explaining it in a way like I just did where it's like, hey, let me give you an example of this client because it's subtle, right? It's the same. It's like the same thing. But again, one of them's taking responsibility. One of them's not taking responsibility. And when I find that uh, I, and again, I've learned through trial and error of how to explain it properly. Again, I take responsibility. I don't go these people aren't getting it. Why are they not getting it? They're just not understanding. No, I go, okay, if they're not understanding, it's a communication problem with me. And I change my communication. And now every time I tell that in the way that I tell it, people go, oh, I get it. And I'll go even further. I'll say, look, I know this. And sometimes I allow myself to fall into it. And uh, this one time, this is three, four years ago, my fiance's parents, uh, when we had my daughter, they moved in and they moved down the street. And her dad's an amazing cook. He cooks cheesecake from scratch, pizzas from scratch, pastas, it's all this great stuff. So when he moved in, my fiance is like, oh, cool. I don't got to cook anymore. So we went over to his house every night for like two months. Well, two months later, I'm eight pounds, nine pounds heavier. And, And it's funny because the whole time I kept saying, your dad is making me fat. Your dad is making me fat, right? That's being at the effect. I'm saying the reason why I'm overweight is because of him. Well, once I realized, I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I've been doing this to myself. And I said, no, I'm a grown adult. I don't have to go over there. I'm going to stay home and make my own food. And it stopped. And I actually lost all the weight that I put back on very quickly. So again, it's very subtle. And when I explain it to people in that way, they get it. They go, oh, okay. It's not that this person is frustrating. They're not frustrating me. I'm allowing them to frustrate me right? There's a difference. So this takes a lot of self-awareness. I think it also takes a lot of humility Mm -hmm. where you can't depend on arrogance and hubris as a mindset that guides you. And I've seen a lot of people, especially, I don't want to say lawyers are like that, but you know, there's a few egos out there. Uh (laughs) And I mean, Hey, I love you guys. Not you. I know I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about that other lawyer. So how does somebody get over that? If that's the block in their way, what have you seen people have done to get over that victim mindset, that ego, that arrogance, things like that? Yeah. And once they, once they understand that, and then it also takes reiteration and it takes reaffirmation of, you know, cause I can say it today, but next week they might forget. Right. right. So, right. It's also a matter of training and retraining and reminding people. I do it with my team all the time. You know, if they're having trouble with a situation, I go, look, if there, let's say if there's something's off with the client, they're like, I don't know, I'm just not getting results. The, yeah. the client yeah. is difficult. I said, no, no, the client's not difficult. You're just not 
correctly, you know, whatever it may be communicating, whatever it is, it's causing this difficult interaction. There's no such thing as a bad client, just bad hypnotists or bad coaches. Not that we're bad, but we take responsibility for the results. Mm -hmm. Now here's the thing. It's always a do with process, right? So it's like, we've got to get our clients to take responsibility for their results in their lives, right? And not play victim, not say it's my life is this way because of anybody else. At the same time, we must take results for our responsibility for our results that we're going to help get with clients. If we start blaming the client or the client starts blaming us and we're both playing the blame game or even one person playing the blame game, nobody's going to get results. So once we can come to an agreement, hey, we're in this together. This isn't me doing this to you. This isn't you, you know, we're in this together. And once people realize that, and it's the same thing with teams, like a lawyer that has a client, getting them to realize like, Hey, I need your help in this, right? Meet me halfway. I'm going to also take responsibility for the communication, not blame anybody else for whatever the case may be. Then now you're moving in unison. You're in rapport moving together uh, rather than working against each other. So that's how people can apply it to their everyday lives. That's great. Now, now tell me a story of someone that you've worked with in business. Maybe they were a business owner or whatever it is, something like that, where they've had some sort of issue. You worked with them and this is the result. What's the arc? What did you tell them? Uh, and you don't have to mention their name, of course, but what yeah. did they do? And what was the result from the changes that you suggested to them? Yeah. So one of the things that when, when we work with people, it's not so much coaching, like, Hey, you need to do this. You need to Mm -hmm. do that. Because at the end of the day, most people know what they need to do. Right. What we're doing is we're working with them at a subconscious level to bring to the surface, Hey, what are my blind spots? What am I missing? And then because we can see it from an outside perspective, we can kind of feed it back to them and then figure out how to clear it, right. Get into their head and go, Hey, where is this belief starting from that you're not enough or you don't deserve this or whatever. And we go into their mind and we, we remove it. Now, one of the biggest things to going back to what I just said. So this, this was the first person that popped in my head when you said that. So I figured I'd share it. So one client guy owns a solar company, right? And the previous year before him and I worked together, he had done like 300,000 in sales. Now, Mm -hmm. if anybody knows anything about the solar industry, that's like $50,000 a year, right? Which is not, not, not much money at all. So when he came to us, one of the things he was doing is he was blaming the, the economy. He was blaming the weather, right? Oh, it's, it's slow. It's the slow season, right? And I got him to understand, look, it's not that the economy's slow. That might be true. I, I don't know. I don't play in the whole recession. You know, every sky is falling. Like that might be true, but it doesn't matter. It's kind of like during COVID, right? During COVID, some people made more money than it was the biggest wealth transfer in oh, absolutely. history. Right. Yeah. Right? Somebody's making money anytime, you know, at every time. So all it is, is perspective. It's like the restaurant owners that went, oh, this is BS, you know, da, 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 this and that. And, and then their restaurant closed. Well, at the same, I know clients that I, and I have clients that own restaurants and their restaurants skyrocketed because they're like, okay, how do we pivot? We can't keep Find blaming the government. Yeah. We can't do this. Okay. We're going to offer delivery and we're going to offer this. And then boom, and now their, their business is a primary delivery. They don't even go back to the old way because they don't have to deal with as many and as many people. So getting people to realize, yes, it may be that it's solar and it's winter time and there's not as many people. Okay, cool. Now, how do we pivot? What do we do to make sure that we can say, make the same amount of money or more during these times? And what's funny is, um, like I said, he came to us, his business was doing 25,000 a month. He's like barely scraping by. 
And in December of this last year, <laughs> he was doing over half a million dollars in sales in the That's, hardest month wow. of the year. And it was primarily him shifting his focus, taking responsibility, not blaming the weather, not blaming the time of year and saying, okay, how do I prepare for this? And also removing blocks that he had. I had the same exact thing happen with the roofer. He's like, oh, it's December, it's slow season. And uh, we helped him get out of that mindset. His business tripled in like two months because uh, he got out of the blame game. So when I say everything, I literally mean everything, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. You know, you can't blame the weather as to why you're not successful because there's people successful in all weather. You got to figure out how do I adapt to this and overcome yeah. it. You got to be brave, I think, to do what you're saying. You've got to yeah. admit weakness and vulnerability and that there are cracks in your armor. Yeah. Uh, have you ever had anybody that just responds to where they just don't want to admit that it's just too much for them? Yeah, I've definitely had, uh, and it's mostly men, you know, sometimes we get egotistical and we go, ah, I don't have that problem. I don't have that problem. I don't have that problem. And, you know, in a very agreeable way, I get them to realize like, Hey man, you're here for a reason. And I understand maybe I'm sure everybody would agree on this podcast. The number one rule in negotiation in sales and in, in relationships is always, always, always agree. If I say you're wrong, now we're in disagreement. We break rapport. Now we can't move forward. So if I tell the client, Hey, you're wrong for thinking this way, you're wrong for saying that you don't have any problems. Now we're in an argument, right? Now we're in a disagreement. So I always make people understand, like I always get people to feel and understand like, Hey, I see that perspective and I've been there before and I have really been there before. So I would say, Hey man, I can understand why you feel that way and why you're thinking that way. I was there before. And, and this is an important thing. This is a hypnotic language pattern that everybody should be writing down right now. Using the word and instead of the word, but is so powerful in your negotiation because the word, but deletes everything that comes before it. Whereas, so the word and is a bridge. So it continues the sentence. So I'll give you an example. Have you ever had somebody give you an apology and they say, you know, Scott, I'm really sorry, but da, 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 right. Oh, yes. What do you, what do you think? It just, maybe you're not totally sincere. You're that. not sincere. You're, yeah, you're, yeah. you're lying or, you know, yeah. something. But if I go, Hey Scott, I'm really sorry. And here's what happened. Yeah. You go, right. Oh, okay. So you accept it. Right. So that's a very key component when negotiating, selling, or getting agreement from people is making sure I, I don't say, Hey man, I understand how you feel, but this is, blah, blah, blah. I got to say, Hey, I understand where you're coming from. I used to be the same way. And what I realized is that if I kept going down that path, I wasn't going to move forward. And so by just saying, Hey, what, what is the possibility of the problem that I have here? Let's just be honest with and be truthful with myself then I can improve and then we can move forward. And then when you speak to people in that way, it's very easy to get agreement and move the, move the conversation forward. This is great, Dom, because I think everything you're talking about is uh, those are the keys to success in business, whether it's sales or whatever somebody does. And I think, and this is something I've learned from my work when I speak at conferences, I even do a group coaching program for recruiters. And today we even talked about, it's not just the emotional context of the relationship with you and other people. It's the relationship with yourself. Mm -hmm. How do you cope when you hit adversity? How do you build resilience muscles? And at its core, it's exactly what you're talking about. What's interesting, I learned, I went to the Naval Academy and when you're a plebe, a freshman, they take away all of your rights and give them back to you one by one as privileges. And you're only allowed to give five responses to an upperclassman. Yes, sir. No, sir. 
Aye, aye, sir. I'll find out, sir. And the last one I had a tough time with, it was no excuse. No excuse, sir. Mm -hmm. You couldn't give an excuse as to why you didn't clean your room because you stayed up all night studying for your calculus final, whatever. You had to say no excuse. And that was hard for me. But when I learned to accept full responsibility, no matter how bad it is, that's what every captain of a ship has to do is accept responsibility, even for things that aren't his or her fault. And the quickest you can get to that point is owning it. That really does give you, I think, that mental toughness and the resilience to where now, okay, the enemy has you surrounded. That's when you can say they can't get away this time. You can look at any challenge with that strength instead of as a victim. Uh, so I appreciate right. that, Dom. You know, that's something I've learned. I appreciate you sharing this. I like the fact that we're dealing with hardcore, tough, seasoned business professionals on this show. And at its core, it's the emotional context of that. You know, and I, so I appreciate you talking about Yeah, I love that. that. I love that way you explain the no excuses. Yeah. That's what it is. No I know, excuses. I know. And so I got, and so one thing I, I joked about this even today on our call, I said, I've been, I've learned and how to be masterful at being extremely uncomfortable for long periods of time, thanks to the U.S. Navy. <laughs> and so mm -hmm. if you can be uncomfortable in anything, you can do well in a sales type business. Absolutely. Uh, and I appreciate it. Here's, your... here's another thing with that is, um, <laughs> you know, the, uh, if you look into like CIA, MK Ultra, and all those kinds of studies, right? One of the things when, when it comes to quote unquote brainwashing people, right. well, one of the things that they do is, when you are dealing with the most adversity, right? Let's say they're whatever, burning your feet or hanging you upside down, waterboarding you, whatever. In that moment is when your self-talk, your internal dialogue really has to be on point. And the reason why is because when we go through our toughest times, that's when our mind is actually more open to whatever you're feeding it, yeah. right? So yeah. if you're, this is why they do in, in the military, like you're saying in boot camp and all these things, yeah. they put you through so much treacherous things. And yeah. then they, they're also brainwashing you at the same time to build yourself up. So when you're having those tough times, now it's time to double down on affirming what you want, thinking about creating what you want, reading, putting the right stuff into your mind, because that's when it's going to stick the most, you know, clients exactly ask me, right. is there any way I can like make my affirmation better or this hypnosis better? Says, yeah. Do it while you're working out. Because while you're working out, you're putting yourself through a strenuous act. And so your mind is more open to, to taking on the suggestion. So yeah, I love, I love what you said there. It's uh, it totally resonates. That's great. Well, let me, let me ask you this. If we could kind of summarize some of the things that you shared with us into three action steps. And at the end of every show, our guests always share three action steps because nothing counts until people take action. What would be those mm -hmm. three action steps people can take to get started implementing some of these ideas that you shared with us? Well, I'd love to share a, an interesting story with you. Do, do we have about five, six minutes? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So this was the, and then I'm going to tie it into the action steps. So in the NFL season of 2021, I had uh, been working with a client before preseason, right? And this guy is third, fourth stringer. And as we progressed and we kept working through, uh, with each other throughout the season, about halfway through, he finally got his first start, right? He'd been performing well in practice and everything else. And so, you know, we, we would get together for our weekly session and we got together that day and he said, um, you know, he's like, Dom, I have my first start coming up this Sunday. I'm super nervous. If there's any tricks up your sleeve, is there any magic you, you haven't done yet? Like now's the time to do it. Right. So I said, okay, you know, in the NFL, when you're playing a new team every week, you got to learn their playbook so you can do the best to predict what you think they're going to do. Right. 
So what we did is I took the plays of what the other team is going to do. And I put them in a, a hypnosis recording and I told them to loop it throughout the night. Just listen to it on repeat over and over and over. Now, what's funny is this is two, two years ago at the time, I didn't even really believe in sleep hypnosis because I thought, you know, you're sleeping. How does it really affect you if you're, if you don't even know what's going on? Right. But I figured it wouldn't hurt. So give it a shot. Right. So he starts listening to it, uh, to, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday, he messaged me after the game. He said, Dom, I've never been more in tune with what the other team was going to do. And he said, it was like, I knew what they were going to do before they did it. So this was a huge relief because it worked and I wasn't sure if it was going to work. Right. So I'm like, Oh, thank God. But it got my wheels turning. I thought, okay, maybe there's something to this whole sleep hypnosis. If it worked for him, it might be able to work for me. So I ended up finding a, a video on how to create abundance through sleep hypnosis. So you listen to it and it just, yeah. you're attracting quote unquote, or manifesting, however you want to call it, you're manifesting success. And, uh, it's funny because the video had thousands of comments and all of them were like, Oh my God, you know, I have the most money ever, the biggest, you know, this money and this money. And I'm thinking, no way this is for this many people. But I would go through the videos and I started looking at each person profile that's commenting and they're real people. They have real videos. They post consistently. They have real channels. So I'm like, okay, they're not bots. So I figured, okay, might as well give it a shot. I got nothing to lose. I'm going to be sleeping anyways. So I started listening to it on a Tuesday. And by Sunday at the time, we had our biggest week ever by about 50%. Wow. Now this was, this was great, right? 50% more clients. The problem is though, is that at the time there was only three people on my team, not 17, like there is now. And I couldn't handle the flow. So I actually stopped listening to it because I, I just couldn't handle all these new clients. So a few months went by and this is where it gets, this is where it gets really interesting. And some people that are listening to this may not even believe what I'm about to share with you, but you, you'll hear and you'll, you can decide for yourself. But, uh, a few months later, I, I just said, you know what? I'm going to create my own sleep hypnosis. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to tweak it a little bit and make it around making more money, but working the same or less, right? So give me more, but yeah. not, not with more work. So I put it on my YouTube and Instagram, a bunch of people are loving it. You know, they're getting results, more appointments, deals are closing, all this cool stuff. Well, then other people were saying that the, it sounded like the video was corrupted and, and it was distorted and they couldn't understand it. So I was like, all right, maybe I must have messed it up. This is my first time you're creating an eight hour recording, whatever. Well, then shortly thereafter, I decided, okay, since I work with salespeople and business owners, I'm going to make this a part of our program. So when you come to work with me or one of my hypnotherapists, this will be kind of like homework assignment. You're going to listen to the sleep hypnosis. So same thing, give it to people, great results. And then one of my clients, I'll never forget, is like a paradigm shifting moment in my life. And she messages me. She goes, Dom, I think I'm going crazy. I said, what's going on? And she goes, um, I was listening to the recording for a couple of days and I could hear it perfectly fine, but now it's, it sounds distorted. Like, is there something wrong with the recording? What's going on? So I said, you know, I've heard this before screen record it, send it to me. I'll take a look. So she screen records it, sends it to me. I hit play and sounds fine to me. I can hear it just as clear as you can hear me right now. So about an hour goes by and she messaged me and she goes, Oh my God, Dom, you're not going to believe this. And I said, what's going on? And she says, uh, I just shared, I just showed your recording to my partner. We're in the same exact room. We're listening to the same exact thing and she can hear it perfectly fine, but I can't understand a word. It sounds like it's in a different language. So I'm thinking, 
They're like, like what you're doing right now. Like what, what? <laughs> so I said, okay, let's talk about it in our next session. So next week goes by, we jump on our call and I got to see it for myself. So I do all my work over zoom. So I share the zoom with her and I hit play. And sure enough, I can hear it as clear as day. And she cannot understand not, not even a word. She could read the captions on the screen, but my voice is not clear to her. So I knew, okay, her mind is distorting it. It's distorting it because it must be afraid of something. It's trying to block it out. Right. So I just intuitively went with what I knew. We started doing a deep dive. And what we discovered is she had all these, all these weird fears, right. And limiting beliefs. She was like, she felt guilty for being successful. She was afraid that as she became more successful, she would be arrogant and people wouldn't like her. She was afraid that people would judge her and she would lose her friends and family. She was afraid she wouldn't be happy. All these things. So one by one, we went through, figured out where did it start? We removed these fears, these limiting beliefs. And then 45 minutes later, she can hear it perfectly clear again. Now, this isn't even the craziest part. So I do a group, like you said, you do a group, right? And we get together on Mondays. There's like 50 people or so. And I told my group this whole thing. And there was a couple other people that had the same issue. So we went through and I same exact thing with them by now. It's literally hundreds of people who've had this experience. Um, this is you know, a while ago when it first happened, but the crazy, crazier part was right. A few weeks after that, I had clients create their own affirmation on an app on their phone. So they decide what they want to say and they right. say it, and they speak it into their phone. And then this, this app will play it over and over and over until your phone dies or you turn it off. So People created their own affirmations in their own words. And within a few days, they couldn't understand their own voice in their own language. So their mind, because it started to draw in and started to program their minds, whatever it may be, they started to have fears around it. And then their mind would block it out. And then once we clear it, then they can hear it uh, clearly again. So it's very, very fascinating. That's amazing. Fascinating uh, thing that I came across. So an action step on that. I have an app. It's uh, you can go to Google Play or, or iOS uh, store. It's called Dom the Hypnotist. You can actually download that. You download the app and you sign up. You get that sleep hypnosis for free. You can start listening to it, listening to it, listening to it. Okay, and uh, it doesn't distort for everybody, but there's a good percentage of people that that they start listening to it and they and suddenly it distorts. Uh, what was your other, what was your other? I always like to put it in terms of three steps. So three steps. yeah. So I like number one and, and by the way, can we put that link on the show notes? Yeah. Of, I'll give okay. you the link for the Great. Google and the, and the iOS. Yeah. So everybody that's listening, you could just go to the show notes and we'll have that app link right there for you. And what would be two other action steps people can take Dom? Yeah. So if you want to book a consultation and do a deeper dive, like I'm the type of person I, I like to go directly to the source, right? Like an app is cool. Some people, they want to test it. That's fine. Yeah. I like to, like, I want to solve problems fast. Yeah. So yeah. if you want to do that, you can go to uh domthehypnotist.com slash hypnosis slash zoom. And I could give you the link to that as well. So again, domthehypnotist.com slash hypnosis slash zoom. Good, you can book a consultation on there and our consultation in and of itself will will completely change your life because what we do is we bring to the surface what what are these things that you're blocked in it's not just money you know you know it's crazy a lot of, a lot of my clients are seven and eight figure earners they'll start listening to the recording and it distorts on them so it's not like just people that have problems <laughs> with money it's it's all people Interesting. Um, and you can go on there you could book a consultation and then um 
Third step is you can follow me on social media. So you go to Dom the Hypnotist, uh, dom.the.hypnotist on Instagram. My YouTube is Dom the Hypnotist, TikTok, Facebook, all that. LinkedIn. I'm not too active on LinkedIn, but I'm on there. Yeah, that's Uh, good. I I found you on YouTube. We'll put your YouTube channel on there also. I like the fact you have what? Almost 8,000 subscribers, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I don't even really post on there. I've got like 86,000 on Instagram. So I'm more active there. So um, if they, if they find me on there, they can reach out and send a DM or, you know, whatever. This is great. Um, I'm a fan. I'm glad I met you. I'm glad you've been on the show. I'm going to follow yeah, me you. Too. I'm going to, I'm going to take action and book my call with you also. <laughs> Love so, it, man. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. And I'm sure we'll have you back on the show here later on in the future, Dom. Thanks so much for Sounds being a good, great my guest friend. today. Thank you for listening to the Rainmaking Podcast. For more information about our recruiting services for international law firms, visit our website at attorneysearchgroup.com. To inquire about having Scott speak at your next convention, conference, sales meeting, or executive retreat, visit therainmakingpodcast.com.